Welcome to the Best Boss Ever podcast. I'm your host, Christine LaPerriere, president of Leader in Motion. On this show, we're going to gossip about the best boss you ever had. We're going to hear stories about things that they did that helped you feel valued, helped you feel engaged, and really inspired you. We want to hear about the bosses that changed the way you look at everything. If you want to hear more, join me at christinelaperriere.com and sign up for our newsletter, The Whip. Welcome to the Best Boss Ever podcast. I'm your host, Christine LaPerriere. Today I have on Rick Renault, and I'm thrilled that he reached out via LinkedIn to tell us a little bit about his best boss as he listened and reflect to the podcast. It's my pleasure, Christine. I'm glad to be here. And Rick, just for a quick introduction on yourself, can you share with everybody just a a bit of kind of where you're calling in from? Well, I'm calling in just uh, about half an hour southeast of Ottawa, nation's capital, in a small little town called Russell. My wife and I have been here for almost 25 years, raising our two wonderful children who are no longer children, unfortunately. My son is now 21 and my daughter will be 20 in December. So our family is pretty well all grown up. So tell me, I mean, you you said you saw the question. I'm curious. Tell me a little bit about that best boss that you were thinking of. Well, I'm going to go back in time a little bit. I'm 53 now and, and this this individual came into my life in the mid 80s. So I was in my early 20s at the time, fresh out of college with a basic electronics diploma, very eager to start using that knowledge. This man who took me on in his little electronics shop on the Quebec side of the border here in Ottawa, in a town called Hull, where his father started this business in the early 60s, 1963 to be exact, and he took it over after his father's passing. He hired me on as a salesperson slash electronics repair individual. During that time, people actually brought their electronic uh, equipment in for repair. It wasn't a throwaway society like we have today where you, you buy a piece of equipment and in five years it stops working, you toss it out and go and buy a new one. Back then, a VCR, you know, the average cost of a VCR was about $1,200. I'm not even going to go into what a VCR is for the young listeners. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. can Google, you can Google that. So he hired me on. I, I, I think I was probably 20 years old when he hired me on. As I said, I was ready to college. And right away, he he took me under his wing, you know, taught me what his company does and what his store was all about the family heritage and so forth but it was it was more than just a a employer employee relationship right off the bat he had a knack of drawing people in and making them feel so absolutely welcome and so individually important to the success of his business that you couldn't help but love being around this man. I'll give you an example. When I first started, it was right during the time that they were doing inventory at the store. And this was a store that not only sold electronic devices, such as you know sound systems and video uh, machines and, and television and so forth, but they also did repairs on all of these products. So he also sold electronic components, printed circuits and and IC boards and, and all kinds of different components and so forth. So each individual component during the inventory had to be counted, obviously. So he tasked me, one of the first tasks that I had was to count the footage of wiring that we had, the different types of wiring that we sold to people. There I was rolling out these 
coils of wire that had thousands of feet of wire on them and counting every foot manually. And he let me do this for about an hour. And then him and one of the other employees came behind me and the two of them were laughing. And I looked at them and I'm like, well, what's, what's so funny? What do you, and they said, you know what? You're going to make it well here. I said, why is that? He says, we, we don't count the wire by the foot. He says, we just estimate the role. So right off the bat, you know, they, they, they played a little trick on me and it made me feel accepted day one that, you know, this was going to be a fun place to work. And it never ended after that. It was just one fun time after another. And, and it became, it wasn't a job. It really wasn't a job in my mind back then. It was kind of a second home. It was a second family. And that's the way he treated every single employee he ever had under him. He treated them just like family. And his wife was was identical. They would go out of their way to accept you into their home. We used to go out for dinner at least once or twice a week, and he would always pick up the bill. He would never let any of us pay for it. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a wealthy man by any means. He provided very well for his family. He treated his employees with respect and consideration that you went into your way to do the most you possibly could for this man. And I think that's why he was such a great success because he treated his people with respect and dignity and gave them a sense that they were very important to the success of his business. It was easy for his employees to do well for him. Right. They had no problem going the extra mile for him. Absolutely. He was an amazing, amazing guy. There was another time where I I was going through a bit of a rough rough patch in my early 20s. I had had a a long-term relationship and it kind of went sour and, and things, you know, just didn't work out as they do at that age. And, and I was feeling pretty low and, and pretty down. I don't know what it was, but he just had a way of making me feel like it wasn't the end of the world. And at the time I thought it was, okay, this is it. I'm, you know, I'm done. This is over, you know, the whole dramatic, uh, you know. My heart is broken and it will never be. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I will never, I will never get over this. We, we spoke on many occasions about it and, and he said, you know, this is, this is only, a stepping stone, Rick. You, you got to take it as an experience and move on. And yeah, it hurts and so forth, but you will get over it. You will succeed in the end. And that stuck with me for probably, I'm going to say 20 years after that. He left such a lasting impression on me that I consider him a driving force in making me the person that I am today. And I think as an individual who now owns his own business and has his own employees, to be able to say that about a person that you worked for, not somebody that was a part of your family or something like that, is over and above anything that can ever be expected. And if anybody has the the opportunity to be able to work for an individual like this, there's no way that you can't benefit from it over time. It's something that once you have it, you you want to hold it and keep it as long as you possibly can because those type of people 
only come into your life very, very briefly. And you have to take advantage of that. What's so interesting about this too, is that when you're working with somebody, you get hours of access to them. So you have this lovely, he almost sounds like a father figure who is really supporting and rallying you on. And you have a lot of access to him because you're spending your working hours, which to me is why a boss is so important. It's like I spend more time at work, sadly, than I get times with my family in a week. So it's a question of if you're getting that much access to that person, it's lovely that you could get so much support. You you hit the nail on the head there. They are like family because you do spend, you know, seven, eight hours a day with them five days a week or six days a week. And you do develop especially with this type of individual, you do develop a bond that is very similar to a father figure or a mentor. And, and I considered him both, to be honest with you. When, when I was hired, I guess he was in his late 30s. He had just turned 40, I guess, a few years after I started working for him. And at the age of 20, I worked for him for almost five years before I, I moved on to something else. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a very difficult thing to explain when somebody leaves that type of impression on you that it sticks with you for the rest of your life. And I'm going back almost 40 years and I think of this man right now and it still brings joy and happiness to my day whenever I think of him. And I try now that I have my own employees, I'm trying to be the same type of person as he was with my employees. And I can't see that being a detriment to anybody that works for me because the positive impact that it had on me as a young individual far outweighs any, any possible harm that it could do because it was, it was an amazing experience. And I know that I am a better person because of it and because of him. And, and I kept in contact with him after I left the store we would talk weekly and I even, you know, I invited him to my wedding. Him and his wife were both invited to my wedding. Unfortunately, about three years ago, he passed away. I went and visited him myself and a couple of other past employees that worked for him. We went and visited him, I guess about, oh, maybe a month before he passed away. And he had changed drastically. He was quite ill at the time. He was suffering from uh, a liver uh, disorder. And his mind has started to go. He remembered us, but he couldn't remember that he sold his store. He was asking questions, you know, is the store still open? Who's running it now? Well, the store is since closed and, and, and the building is no longer there. It was very sad to see a man that was so influential in the development of who I became reduced to the shell that he was at that point. It broke my heart to see him. But every once in a while during our conversation that day, you would see a little glimpse of him appear now and then. You know, the jokester and the, and, and the funny guy and the guy that always made you feel good and the guy that always had your back whenever you needed it. But it was very sad to see that, you know, that he'd been reduced to this this state because he wasn't anything close to what he was when when we were all working together. And the day that I the day that I heard that one of the other employees had called me and said that he had passed away. Christine, that the the sense of loss that I felt at that moment, the devastation that came over me was as if I had lost one of my own parents. I knew it was going to affect me when, when, when I knew, you know, we, at that point we knew he was, he was, it was only a matter of time, 
But when I finally got the word that he had passed away, it was an absolute shock. We all went to his memorial. No surprise that the, the, the hall that we were in was absolutely packed. He had touched so many lives over the years. He had so many people that, you know, adored him and, and, and looked up to him. And it's just, it's, it's sad to know that it's that that time that people really realize what they had. I'm sure he knew that he touched some people's lives over the years, but I don't think he realized how much of an impact he made on so many people. And I'm just thinking about it now. I'm getting, I'm getting choked up and I'm getting a little emotional about it because he was such an amazing, amazing individual to work with. And I dearly, dearly miss him to this day, almost as much as I miss my own father who passed away almost 10 years ago. It's a fantastic experience to have. And I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to work for such an amazing individual. But it's, um, yeah, it was, it's bittersweet at the end. It is. But, you know, I guess to me, maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but like, what a powerful use of a life. Like, what a powerful no way to make an it. impact. You know, there's, there's an old saying that, I, that I've heard many, many times over the years is, in 100 years from now, it won't matter what kind of car you drive, how big a house you have or how much money you have in your bank. What will matter is the impact that you've had on the people around you. Now, I'm imagining this is the question that's coming for you next, but you know, when you talk about his leadership impacting the type of leader you are, like this is where to me these are called the butterfly effect, right? So one person leads, they show you how it can be done and you lead the same way. So if he had impact over all those people packed at his memorial, and they all changed their behavior just a little bit as a reflection of having known him. Like, wow, what a powerful impact he, he had. Yeah, there's no question in my mind that the the legacy that he left behind to the people that he worked with and the people that worked for him will stand the test of time, in my view. There's no question about it. He was a larger-than-life individual, and I am a 100% better person today than I would have been if I had never met him. The impact that he left on me. And, and to this day, I still speak to his wife now and then, you know, she's she's moved to Montreal uh, to be closer to her kids and her grandkids now. No, I try and keep in contact with her every once in a while. And, you know, we'll chat through Facebook and stuff when we get a chance. Um, You're still family. That's the thing. Exactly. That connection has never lost. And and even with, you know, the past employees that we, that we all work together to this day, we still try and reach out to each other every once in a while to see how everybody's doing. And, you know, when we do get a chance, we like to get together for a meal and just have a few laughs and enjoy each other's company. But yeah, it was an amazing experience. And I think today, a lot of young people may not have that opportunity because those types of individuals are very few and far between. And I think if you ever get a chance to work for an individual who gives you not only the opportunity, but the capacity to do things on your own and to make mistakes and to learn from them and to grow is a learning experience that you will never get in school, that you will never have anywhere else. So if you do find yourself in a situation where you're working for somebody who you may look up to or may look look to for guidance, 
by all means, cherish that relationship because you never know when it's going to end and you never know when that experience is going to benefit you later on in life. Uh, you know, I always try and explain to my employees that we work together as a team. There is no hierarchy in my company. We all have the same goal and we all have the same work to do. And if you find yourself in a situation where you find it's too challenging or you don't have the answers, don't feel like you're a failure for reaching out to me for advice because that's what I'm here for. And I, I look forward to those conversations where we can brainstorm as a team and come up with a solution to a situation. And, and, and he was the reason why that is the way I am today because that's the way he treated us and that's the way that we that we work together and so far i i think my employees are are quite happy with with the way things are going and and i hope that everybody ever has a chance to be able to to have that experience as i did that's amazing that's absolutely amazing and i guess i have one more question you know in my world, obviously, I spend a lot of time hands-on with leaders trying to help them develop some best boss ever skills. And so one of the questions that comes up every time a company makes an investment in a leader to help them grow, there's always this question around return on investment, right? So I like to ask anybody that's worked for a best boss ever, what do you think the impact on the business was like what was the impact on the numbers or the impact on you know to me it's not just I mean not only is it this incredible feeling of father figure that you experienced but it's good for business too it's a (laughs) win-win so I'm just curious can you tell me what you think the financial impact or maybe even the benefits of the business you know what did they experience well I think the benefit to the financial aspect of things, I think, was we did work hard for him. It was not a chore to do because we wanted to do it because he empowered us to to make those decisions and to succeed. And when the business succeeded, we succeeded because he treated us as if we were a very important part of that business. In many cases, we were, because we were the day-to-day face of that business. The way we treated his customers reflected on him, and we took pride in providing that customer service that was the the, the keystone to success back then. You got to think, this is, this is a time before big box stores like you know Best Buy and so forth. There were a number number of little mom and pa shops like this in in all of the the national capital region and the only thing that differentiated you from the other was how you treated your customer and how you you related to them after the sale it's great you know you go to best buy and you buy uh you know whatever component it is a receiver a tv whatever as soon as you walk out that door that transaction is over you're just a number to them today Whereas back then, your customers were part of your success. You catered to them. You went out of your way to go the extra mile. You followed up with them after the sale to see if everything was well, if they had any questions. You don't get that today. And it, was, it wasn't a chore for us to do that because it reflected back on the company that we admired. We were loyal to that person because 
he treated us as if we were part of the business's success. So the customer experience was bar none. Was the keystone of any successful retail store back then was how you treated your customer. You know, today's world is is so detached, you know, with online purchases and so far. There's no customer connection anymore. You buy it on Amazon, you buy it on whatever website you can think of. The transaction's over. You got your product, that's it. There's no after-sales service like there was back then. And I'm not saying that today is a bad thing. It's just evolution. It's just the way things progress. But there is some aspects of that time that we may feel sorry that we don't have anymore as the future unfolds and, and as we you know, progress and, and, and develop and become more autonomous in our, in our daily lives. But I still see right now in this world, to your point, I mean, I think an interesting conversation is I see a huge opportunity still for small business. I, I for example, have hired you know, a landscaping company, and they have been phenomenal. And you can almost sense this really strong, positive culture. And they're coming out to do yard work, which, you know, I got to tell you, like, not a lot of people are excited about a job doing no, yard it's, work. It's not a very, uh, <laughs> a very glamorous task. Right. It's tough, right? And but meanwhile, you just see that this team is happy and this team is high functioning and this team is, you know, they are on the ball and, you know, just again, walked into the house the other day and looked around and went like, you know, all the detail work was done well and thoughtfully. And it was just like, it's a different experience. You know, I haven't interviewed them yet, but I just kind of think to myself, there's something different about that team than the experiences I've had in the past. It, you know, it's funny you bring up that that point, the landscaper. I, I actually had somebody, uh, my wife and I have have a rental property as well. And, and I had a landscaper come in and do some yard cleanup and so forth at, at that place. And they did such a great job that I brought them over to our house to do s- some springtime landscaping. They aerated and dethatched my lawn. And I said, just, just do the front yard. I said, we don't, need the backyard done well he did the front yard but he also did the backyard at no charge when i came out and i said you did the backyard too he says yeah he said listen you guys have have been great to us you know we did all that work over at your other property and you know we appreciate the business and we appreciate the fact that you trust us that i just did no charge don't worry about it and you know it's that type of it's that type of service and that type of action that goes a long way in the future. Because if anybody in my circle of friends or family says, hey, I'm looking for somebody to do some tree pruning or something, right away, I know exactly who they need. So they're going to get repeat business from me through my network of individuals. It's just you're paying it forward. So you're you're going to get the benefit of that type of service later on. You're going to get repeat business. You're going to get new clients. It's just It's just the nature of the game. Word of mouth is a very powerful marketing tool. And I still think that there's an incredible demand for small business. And there's an incredible, it's going to look different. Like you said, over time, it's changed. It is going to look very different. But those niche little stores and those niche little areas, those small towns off the beaten path, you are going to get some phenomenal customer service and some fantastic experiences. Yeah, you might pay a little bit more, but in the long run, it's going to benefit you a lot more because you're going to have that experience and 
you're going to feel good about your purses. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a, a, a faceless corporation that you're looking at. It's going to be somebody's family business that, you know, provides them with, with the, the meals on the table and the, and the, the after-school activities that the kids do. It's, it's very important. And it's, it's, it's the backbone, I think, to our society. Small business is the backbone to our economy. Without them, our economy would collapse overnight. Absolutely. I'm a giant advocate for small business. And to your exact point, I will buy from an entrepreneur over a large company when I can, when it makes sense. I appreciate the in-person transaction and the opportunity for something just like you said. Like I, I really... Or I want to buy from companies also that employ best bosses that are having that impact on their people. So if I know, you know, for example, that a large business is very thoughtful about that, it means something to me because we're not just running a, a business where all we care about is the stock value. We're also running a business where we actually care about the impact the business has on the people. That's right. And and as a as a as an employer, there's also that level of responsibility that you have to your employees they rely on you for an income so you better make sure that you're doing the right thing to protect their income for the long haul because they're relying on you for that rent payment or that mortgage payment or that grocery bill that you know that you do every week so it's a it's a big responsibility to have employees but you, you got to make sure that you're doing the right thing to your clients and your customers to be able to sustain that for the long haul. Because if you shut down your doors tomorrow, you don't only only affect your bottom line, but you affect all the bottom lines of everybody that works for you. Well, listen, Rick, do you have any last words of wisdom, tips, anything that you want to share with everybody? I mean, I hear a lot of aspiring leaders, you know, ones who are trying to be best bosses hear this show and get some inspiration from it. Any, any final thoughts for them? I think the only advice that I can give anybody, and, and this is the best advice that I can possibly offer, is treat people the way you want to be treated. And the sky's the limit. You will succeed. It's just, it's as simple as that. Excellent. Thank you, Rick. This has been an awesome conversation. I really appreciate it. Christine, it's my pleasure. And I'm glad I had the opportunity to speak with you today. If you want to hear more, join me at christinelaperriere.com and sign up for our newsletter, The Whip.